0: Today we are chatting with Kelly Rom from Greyhawk Elementary School in Arizona. Kelly tells us about her role as the Core Knowledge coordinator, as well as the role that parents play in the success of Core Knowledge at the school. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to this edition of the Building Knowledge Podcast. Today, I have Kelly Rahm with me. Kelly comes to us from one of our schools of distinction, Greyhawk Elementary. They are in the Paradise Valley School District in Arizona. So welcome, Kelly. Um, Thank you for joining us today. What I would like to do is have you start off by telling us a little bit about Greyhawk elementary and about your role there.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was very excited when you asked me to be a part of this. Uh, You know, definitely core knowledge is um, a really big Deal here at Greyhawk Elementary. So, this was definitely something you know I was very honored to be asked to participate in. Um, Greyhawk Elementary is a public elementary school that is located in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, it services students pre K through sixth grade. Um, we, as you said at the beginning, we are a school of distinction, and that is an honor that we wear very proudly. Um, And then uh, we are also an A-plus school, which is part of our uh, state um, rating system. Right now, we are servicing approximately 400 students. Um, And, you know, in the past, we've had double that. Um, You know, we we were a school that started in a neighborhood that um, just expanded so quickly to the point where we actually had to open another school down the street. Um, But now we've seen the population drop a little bit just because it's the kind of neighborhood people move into and they don't move out of. Um, So we are experiencing, you know, some smaller class sizes, which has definitely been nice dealing with the pandemic and trying to manage all of the new surprises that have come with that. Um, But it also makes it really nice when we are doing our core knowledge content that we can really get into those hands-on learning experiences with the kids, having the smaller class sizes. Um, Me personally, I have been here since 2013. However, before that, I had spent um, about six years prior at a core knowledge school. So I've been teaching core knowledge um, since 2007, Um, you know, just at various schools, um, another school within the district. And then I actually took some time, left and went and did um, core knowledge in a charter school before coming back to the district.
0: That's awesome. So you've had a it's, probably different experiences in that traditional public versus versus the charter realm, and even between those schools. Yeah. Um, so when you came to Greyhawk, had they already implemented core knowledge? Or oh, yeah. Did, okay, so they had. So can you tell me a little bit about why Greyhawk decided to implement? knowledge?
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, when I was preparing for this podcast, you know, I started asking these questions um, and I had just always known Greyhawk as the core knowledge school. You know, when I was working at another school in the district, Greyhawk was kind of that school that we were awed by and inspired to be like. Um, So, you know, as I was getting ready for this, I kind of fell into this um, rabbit hole of information about how Greyhawk became a core knowledge school, and it was actually a really interesting story. Um, So our state superintendent, or I should say our previous state superintendent, Tom Horn, actually served as a board member in the Paradise Valley School District, um, which was very interesting. I hadn't realized that. And he was the one who had actually first heard of core knowledge. And he, I would um, found a, a speech that he had given online where he actually had said, you know, how much he liked core knowledge and how it was so um, rich in the history. And and it it brought in the classical literature and kind of connected everything. And so um, about 96, 97, he had brought up the idea of having a core knowledge school in the district. Now at that time, Arizona had not had did not have any core knowledge schools. So this, um, we were just in the beginning processes of building Greyhawk. So the principal who was slated to take over Greyhawk was able to put together a cadre of teachers. And he took those teachers to Texas to check out this core knowledge um, curriculum in action. And, um, you know, from what I was told, the teachers just ate it up. They, they were just like, we cannot get back to Phoenix soon enough. We cannot open the school soon enough and get started with core knowledge. So when Greyhawk opened in 98, we opened as a core knowledge school. Um, And then, you know, as we showed success at Greyhawk, other schools within the district started adding on core knowledge to their curriculum. So in our school, we have about eight, eight schools in our district. That teach core knowledge, um, and and then the rest of our schools teach the the district um, chosen uh, curriculum for science and social studies. Um, but it was I thought it was just really fascinating how how I didn't realize that a former board member and state superintendent had such a hand in in bringing core knowledge to to Greyhawk. Um, but it's also interesting because he did state at one point that the kids who had started at Greyhawk you know, once they got to high school, the teachers could definitely see a difference between the kids who had gone through core knowledge and all that background knowledge that they had to build upon, as opposed to the kids who had not been exposed to core knowledge in the elementary level.
0: No, that, that is, that is something that I didn't realize either that Greyhawk was kind of like the first original, um, knowledge school in Paradise Valley mm-hmm. and that, um, board member was the person that brought it because usually schools have to fight the board in order to be able to use core knowledge. So the fact that he was the one that suggested it is really amazing and different than the story that so many traditional public schools have. So what exactly is your role um, at Greyhawk? Because what you do is kind of unique in comparison to some other schools.
1: OK, well, I'm um, I'm a currently a second grade teacher, um, so I teach full time during the day. I have my own class and and my own group of students to nurture and grow. But then I'm also the core knowledge coordinator for the school. I took over as coordinator in 2017. Um, before that, we had Kimberly March Soto was our coordinator. And um, I'm, I'm sure anybody who's heard of Core Knowledge has also heard of Kimberly. She was such a great leader. Um, you know, she left some big shoes, you know, for me to fill when I took in um, as as the role of coordinator. But um, but she also had so had such a system set up that it really made it easy for me to transition into that role. There was um, so much groundwork that she had already, you know, put in and, and there was a great foundation, you know, to the school, you know, that it, it made it really easy for me to come in and, and, you know, have the torch passed on and continue to lead the staff in core knowledge. So that leads me to my next question is how do you balance that
0: role because there's there are schools that either have a full-time coordinator or they just have nobody there and then the teachers are kind of left without the type of support that you know a coordinator can provide so how do you balance being that full-time second grade teacher but also be available to teachers for support in particular you know teachers that come in that are brand new to core knowledge because i know from visiting Greyhawk that you have teachers who have been there, you know, a significant amount of time and they understand and they have fully embraced core knowledge, but as they, you know, get to an age like my, like me, where they are retiring um, and going out and out of the classroom and then you have brand new ones that are coming in.
1: And, And really that's what we are starting to see more and more. I mean, we do have a large amount of our staff has been here for over 10 years. Um, you know, and, and that's something that, that, you know, really love about the school is, and I think it says a lot about the neighborhood it's the neighborhood where people come and they don't leave. Um, but with that being said, you know, we, we are getting to the point where some of these people, you know, especially the people who were here when the school opened, um, in 98, those people are starting to retire and, and new people are starting to come in. Um, fortunately, a majority of the staff, all with the exception of um, three people, were all trained by Kimberly before I took over. So then, um, you know, as those three people came in, you know, it was my responsibility to make sure that they were trained, um, to make sure that they knew, you know, the the difference between the different documents, like the year-long plan and the, um, you know, fortunately, we do a lot of our curriculum now with the um, the CKLA, or not, I'm sorry, not the CKLA, the um, CK Science and the CK, H um, G, which is what we call it, the history and geography. But I also did make sure that every grade level had a copy of all the domain maps that we had created years ago um, that outline all the lessons. But um, you know, other than that, you know, the the teams have worked so well together that I feel that in a way they've made my job really easy because so many of them know what to do. They know where to go if they have a question. And then as, as certain questions come up, you know, I'm looking for this certain resource. Can you help me find it? I'm definitely able to help them, but what I more do is, you know, just make sure that our year long plan is up to date. I make sure that, um, that we're We have a crosswalk between our state standards and the core knowledge standards so that we can make sure that we are still hitting the state standards, but we are making sure that our core knowledge sequence is complete and as closely aligned to the original sequence as possible. Um, So that's something that as the sequence changes, as our state standards change. I'm constantly looking over those um, and evaluating, you know, do we need to make some moves? Do we um, need to shift one domain You know, from third grade to fourth grade and so on. Um, and then I also work to make sure that any district resources that we are provided with, like we do have a science and social studies curriculum that we don't want to completely go to waste. So we do try to take that curriculum and see if we can work it in with our core knowledge sequence. So if we have, um, you know, a particular um, subject in our state standards, that's also a core knowledge topic, then we want to make sure that we can, we are pulling from those district resources as well, so that we can use them to help teach our core knowledge content and enhance what the students are learning. Um,
0: Since I've had the pleasure of visiting Greyhawk, I, I have a question about How do you, as the coordinator, or do you have to facilitate those relationships between the specials areas teachers and the and the classroom teachers? Because in particular your art and music, they do such a beautiful job of doing the working on the sequence um, and working through that sequence for those particular areas, but also integrating what's going on in the classroom.
1: Yeah. So at the beginning of every year and and really now we've got a new administrator who had brought up the suggestion of rather than go over things at the beginning of the year, let's go over them at the end of the year when it's all still fresh in our mind. So that's our plan right now is we're going to start going over this year and talking about, you know, where shifts that we need to make, where things that we need to better align. But at the beginning of every year, we go over our year long plan and the music teacher and the art teacher follow our year-long plan and align their lessons with what we're doing. So if we are learning about the Civil War in music, the music teacher will be teaching music that goes with the Civil War era. Um, You know, some of the songs that are mentioned in the sequence, you know, that are taught, the music teacher will align those lessons with the same time that we're doing the lessons in um, our classroom. Um, The PE teacher also, she will Take you know PE activities, and she will kind of turn them into games that kind of go with what we're learning about. So if she knows we're studying ancient Greece in um, second grade, she might have a game where there's teams, and she'll have the Spartans versus the Sparta versus Athens. Or, or she'll be teaching Olympic sports, you know, during PE, um, knowing that we are talking about how the Olympics originated in ancient Greece. Um, so really, they follow that year-long plan that we all agree upon, and then they just align their lessons with the same time that we're teaching the different domains in science and social studies.
0: They they were fabulous. I yeah. had a chance to sit in, on, sit in. I didn't get to do PE, but I got to sit in on art and music, and they do such a beautiful job. Um, and I would love for other schools to be able to see, see that I want to always take people to these schools of distinction so that they can see what it's really supposed to look like so that they can take it back and implement that at their schools. And another piece that I'd love for you to share is in terms of parents Mm -hmm. and how you get parents to understand what core knowledge is um, and how you involve them in that understanding of core knowledge, year after year.
1: Okay. Well, and and our parents are a big part of how we deliver core knowledge. So you know, there, there's stuff that we do in the classroom, but having the parents support that curriculum really, really takes it to the next level. Um, so we always do a core knowledge. Night Or actually this year we did a core knowledge morning where we had parents, you know, drop kids off and then come in and do, um, you know, we told them about core knowledge and and what it entails and all that stuff. Um, Really, we, our biggest advocate, or I should say, um, our biggest uh, helper in, in connecting to the parents is our PTO. So our PTO really does a great job of sharing, you know, with the the families that are coming into the school, what core knowledge is, how core knowledge has impacted their children, how their children are coming home and sharing this information about stuff that they're learning. Um, And they also do a lot of fundraising. Um, They'll do fundraising for field trips that we take. They'll do fundraising for projects that we'll do in the class. Um, So they do a lot of that. And, And with that fundraising, they share with the parents, you know, this money that we're raising for the school will go towards these activities that connect with what the children are learning in in class. So that, you know, second graders aren't just taking a field trip. They're taking a field trip to Pioneer Village where they can take what they learned about westward expansion and apply it to activities that they do at the Pioneer Village. Or, um, you know, like sixth grade when they do their field trip to Catalina Island, they take what they learned in oceanography and connect that to, you know, the activities that they do in Catalina Island where they're dissecting and, um, you know, going snorkeling and exploring the ocean and things like that. So we really, um, Recruit we we really you know recruit our PTO to help spread that word to the community and and get the sponsors to come on, get the parents to donate, get the parents to come in and volunteer. So we do things like um, we'll have you know Greek festivals or we'll have um, Asian festivals and Greek Olympics and things like that that will get the parents to come in and volunteer so they'll get to see you know, the kids experience firsthand, you know, acting out these experiences that they learned about. Um, So that's, you know, that's one way we definitely get them involved. Um, We also do create pamphlets and flyers for incoming families. So anybody who comes to tour our school, we will take them through, you know, the, the different classrooms and the different displays we have of core knowledge and some of these new families coming in will say you know oh my gosh i can't believe that you're discussing shakespeare in fifth grade you know i can't believe that that you know you're learning about the ancient romans in third grade and and they'll be really wowed by by the things that we do and they really like to see that cross-curricular instruction that we do where where we integrate that writing and that language arts into that science and social studies so that they can see that it's all connected together Um, and that really is what pulls a lot of families into our schools being able to see all of that Um, but we also you know we do we have volunteers come and read to the students we have um you know, definitely get our parents involved in our year-long plan, and we share that with our PTO so that they can see. You know, here's what your child is going to be learning all this year, and here's how you can see what your child learns in kindergarten, how it builds upon in first grade, and second grade, and third grade, and and so forth. Um, so we just try to make sure that they are as informed as much um, as they can be. We do give them links to the Core Knowledge website, so at any time they can go and. Look at the curriculum. Um, that's something that has become really important As parents want to see, you know, what is my child going to be learning? What are the resources that they're going to be using? So being able to say, hey, this great program we have, you are free to go look at it online at any point. The parents really do like that. And they like being able to have that um, that collaboration with us in, in their child's education.
0: I think that's it. that's a great point. It's becoming more and more prevalent and it makes it very easy since we do have everything up online for free that they can just review it at any point in time um, and look at even what students are reading on a particular day. If they know that you're doing the Civil War in grade two, they can go and they can see the student book and see exactly what um, their student's reading at any given time. Um, And I really appreciate that you're able to refer um, parents to to the website so they can feel comfortable with what Core Knowledge um, is teaching and really what it's all about. So thinking about all of what we've talked about today, um, and we have so many new schools that are coming on every Every year um, yeah. with our with our curriculum, whether they're new charter schools or public schools that decided that they want to make a shift um, to core knowledge. What advice would you give someone that would be in your position um, in terms of that curriculum coordinator?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I have had a couple of schools call and say, you know, well, can you tell us about core knowledge we're we're kind of interested in this? And I'll be like, oh my gosh, well, do you have a few hours? Because there's so much I can tell you about core knowledge. Um, but really anybody coming into my position in a new school, the first thing that I would tell them is go online and download the implementation guide. You know, even though when I came in as a coordinator, even though I kind of, took over a position that was very well established. You know, there was still a lot I had to learn as a coordinator. You know, I couldn't just use my, well, I've taught core knowledge for so many years. How hard can this be? You know, teaching it and then leading a staff in it are two totally different things. Um, So the implementation guide became my best friend, you know, and there's so many resources in that guide. There's videos to watch. There's, um, you know, links to take you to other resources and, and things that you can pull up and use. So definitely I would say, start there. Um, the second thing I would tell anybody in my coming into my position is attend the leadership training. Um, you know, the leadership training that I attended as I as I took on the coordinator position, I found so helpful because, you know, I, I knew a lot of the, you know, how I teach core knowledge and I knew some why, but the leadership training took me to a deeper level and, and it took me to a, a, you know, a better understanding of not just my particular grade level that I was teaching, but as core, you know, core knowledge as a whole, how it all interconnects with each other and how it all builds upon each other. Um, so the leadership training definitely, you know, if, if new coordinators are able to attend it, it's very beneficial. Um, But then, you know, the, the last thing I would recommend that, that, you know, any coordinator do is create a crosswalk between the core knowledge sequence and your state standards. Um, because the biggest surprise I had when I did that was I found that there were more things that the core knowledge sequence taught and covered than the state standards did. So the state standards, you know, covered a lot. But when I really kind of put in that core knowledge, I was able to say, you know, well, core knowledge teaches this and core knowledge teaches this of the state standards. But then there's all these other things that are taught in the sequence that are in addition to what the state standards are, are asking us to teach. Um, so definitely, you know, having that resource and being able to see you know, where you're already hitting the standards, where are some areas where you may need to tweak. You know, we did find that in Arizona, there were some grade levels where we had to flip-flop domains that were being taught because of our state standards, you know, we're teaching them at different points. Um, And so it was just a a quick switch, but it, it was really nice knowing that the core, core knowledge sequence as a whole is so comprehensive and hits so many things. Um, you know, so having that document is so valuable and, and making sure that your staff is, you know, hitting everything that they need to and preparing their students as best as possible.
0: I think that that is great advice. Um, and I think it's also enlightening for people to do exactly what you said. Look, do that crosswalk um, because you may not think that that core knowledge is going to hit everything, but it's going to hit everything and mm-hmm. then and then some. Um, in particular, I've noticed in science, although it may be flip flopped, mm-hmm. you will still teach everything that's going to be on that fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. science um, assessment that most states do.
1: Yeah. Well, and that is actually one thing that, you know, because we were reviewing the, the uh, sequence draft that's coming out. We were reviewing it back in October. And that was one thing that we really noticed because our science standards did a big shift um, a couple years ago. And, and so as we were looking at the new sequence, we were noticing that many of the grade levels, the science was almost perfectly aligned. Um, you know, our state standards with the core knowledge sequence. Um, And that was really nice because science was one of those areas where we did have to move things around a lot to be able to, you know, teach the sequence, but also hit the standards at the same time. So it was really nice because, you know, I feel that, you know, I know our state, we went after the, we based ours off of the, the national science standards. I know there's an acronym. It's escaping my mind right now. VSS. NGSS, that's it. <laughs> you know, by 3.30, my, my brain has shut off at the end of the day. But, um, and and that's, you know, from what I've read, that's where, you know, the Core Knowledge Foundation built their sequence on too. So the science is definitely much more aligned, which is really, really nice because we want to try to follow the sequence as closely as possible.
0: And yeah, no, absolutely. You guys are one of our shining stars And uh, I always love to refer people to chat with you all um, about core knowledge and how to implement it um, with fidelity and rigor as fully as possible. um, And in a way that still is accessible um, Mm -hmm. and supported by your parents. And that's why I wanted to make sure that you were able to talk, talk about that today Because I think that that's a piece that sometimes is missing at schools and you guys just do such a beautiful job. And we really appreciate all the support that you have given us as a foundation through the years also. So thank you so much for uh, chatting with us today, Kelly. And if other schools hear this and they want to reach out, um, can you share your email?
1: Of course. Yeah. My email is um, my first initial and last name. So it's K-Rom, K-A, I'm sorry, K-R-O-M-M at PVschools.net. Awesome. Thank
0: you so much, Kelly, again, for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.